Hello everyone and welcome to Flawless, a music podcast. My name is Liam and I'm here with my co-host Grant. Hello there music fans. And George. Hello there team music. Team music, fist in the air. Each episode of Flawless, a host or a guest nominates an album that they think is flawless and we discuss how they discovered it, what they love about it and what makes it flawless for them. We have a Facebook group. It's called Flawless Friends and Family, and it's where we discuss all things music that we love and that you love, and we post in there about upcoming episodes and what albums are nominated, except this time because I forgot. You can find the link in our show notes. And of course, we have a Patreon. You can back us from as little as $1 a month, and you get early access to our episodes, access to our bonus episodes, and that warm, fuzzy feeling inside that you're helping us spread the flawless love. You can find us at patreon.com slash flawlessamp. It's such a fuzzy feeling that I support our own Patreon. And you didn't mention the cap, Liam, again. Oh, yeah, sorry. There is a hard cap on patrons of a million, I think. So it's a million? Yeah, getting, oh, okay. getting quick because we're, we're sure. nearly up there. So wow. That's the you don't want to miss that opportunity. No, you don't want to miss that. This afternoon, this evening, whenever you are listening to the podcast, we have a guest. Yes. Hello. Love a guest. Hi. Love a, a great guest. Would Love you like to guest. introduce yourself? Hi. Yes. Uh, my name is Josie. Uh, thank you, Grant, for inviting me on the podcast. Uh, Twitter follower, which is horrible to think about, but um, <laughs> my name is Josie. I, by day, I am a victimologist who is mapping clergy pedophile rings. Very fun. Wow. And at night, I'm a podcaster, shamefully. I have two podcasts. Uh, one is called A Hill to Die On, and the other is called Australian Gothic. Um, listen, if you want, I'm not going to sell it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. That's exciting. And now you got wow. on another podcast. Yeah. Yes. You just can't get enough. I can't. And the audacity of someone who listens to the five, like same five songs on repeat coming <laughs> onto a music podcast, it's very bold. Yeah. <laughs> we go. So where can people find out about the podcast that you are on more regularly than this one? Oh, yes. Um, yeah. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at, at JSSPCR1. Fantastic. Welcome. Welcome Thank to What an intro. That's yeah. a very interesting... Mm. Wow. That's what you do. That's a heavy Just job. <laughs> that yeah. heavy. No Just... wonder you podcast. Yeah, yeah. I've got to get it out somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Awesome. Would you like to tell us what album you're nominating today? Yes, today I'm nominating the album by Connie Converse, How Sad, How Lovely. In between two tall mountains there's a Yeah, no, no, yep, no, we did that, we did that bit already. So, yeah, um, normally this is where the bit where I'd read out the first line from the Wikipedia entry of the album, but the album itself doesn't have a Wikipedia entry. So, Elizabeth Eaton Converse was born August 3rd, 1924, and disappeared August 1974, which we will talk about. Known professionally as Connie Converse, was an American singer, songwriter, and musician active in New York City in the 50s, and her work is among the earliest known recordings in the singer songwriter genre of music. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, 
Josie, how did you discover how, Connie how, Converse? How? Um, yeah. I was Come just on. listening to, I was feeling really adventurous one day and I put like radio on, on Spotify of one of mm-hmm. my five songs that I listened to. Can and you share us what the five songs are? Oh, no, I forgot them all now. <laughs> it'll, <laughs> come. It'll, it'll come. It'll come. It'll come. Sure. Um, but uh, then I heard this song and I just love this woman's voice. And I was like, holy crap, who is this broad? I need to find out more about her. Mm-hmm. And then I Googled her and it turns out she was like a missing person. Oh, no. And um, that like her songs were like recorded in the 50s and 60s and weren't wasn't like released until I think aired on a radio station in 2004. Mm-hmm. And then people were like, oh. And things have sort of picked up since then. Mm. Um, it was like, I was listening to it and like, I was like, okay, I got to, like, it was, the music itself was really beautiful. It got my attention. Mm. Then I read her story and then I just like had some time to myself and I sat down and like for the first time in years, I just sat and listened to a whole album from start to finish, which is very rare for me. Yeah. And um, I kind of, it's a nice album in its own right, uh, flawless, one may say. And uh, <laughs> it, um, but like, I feel like this like sadness sort of imbues the whole album because she's missing, which again we'll talk about later. Mm. Yeah, um, there's a, that sense all the way through it. Yeah. Um, so the album was released in March 2009. I was going to say it was 2009, um, I thought, yeah. Yeah. So, George, had you ever heard of Connie Converse when Josie dropped her name in the group chat? No, I've not heard the name, not heard the album, um, not heard the songs, but listening, it felt very familiar. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. I think it's a good description. Like, sure. like I, maybe literally almost 90% of the artists we listen to today. Yeah, I, well, there was elements of Joni Mitchell and there's elements of Laura Marling. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Uh, like, we're spanning decades here. Um, um, but yeah, like her coming out and recording this in the 50s. Um, and being like, yeah, it was, I'd not heard of it before. Mm-hmm. Cool. Grant? No. Same question. <laughs> same question, same answer, certainly an element of familiarity. Um, and I'll read the same uh, Wikipedia yeah. thing. I didn't, I didn't search for the album. I just searched for Connie Converse. I was like, wow, it's just like an amazing story, yeah. right? Just mm-hmm. incredible. And um, it's like the lost tapes. Yes. Um, like, just disappear like someone ran like what does random series of events get to mm. an album in 2009 being released you know mm-hmm. so yeah cool and very Liam? cool yeah no i'm the same never heard of her feel ashamed to my core that i'd never oh. heard of her like oh, this is to your core. these are the kind of people <laughs> I, I should know about oh, like i've got I mean, a huge musical knowledge you do re, you know you not do. as much as some but more than others more than and most i, and I, I would suggest. read this description as like you know the first Potentially the first singer-songwriter, not just yeah. woman singer-songwriter, first singer-songwriter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, my, my entire music library is singer-songwriters or singer-songwriters in charge of bands. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. what, yeah, how did I not, have no one ever heard, how have I never heard of this woman before? Just thanks to Spotify and yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think it's interesting that you say that. It's like, how have I not heard this person? Because it's like, I don't know, I don't know if there's like a name for it, but it's like there are definitely artists who maybe weren't as famous in their time, but it was mm-hmm. sort of like proto you know, they sort of influenced a lot of artists today, but it's Connie Converse, even though there are so many elements that are so familiar, seems like she wasn't very like, so she was very much in like the Greenwich village Mm -hmm. kind of scene um, in New York. And, but like, she just struggled to uh, kind of gain any traction. And it seems like some suggest like maybe she was just a little too early for her time Mm. or didn't know the right people. Yeah, yeah. for sure. 
Well, that, yeah, but that's even the thing normally is if like, oh, if someone like, I may not have listened to them stuff directly, but I'll know bands who name check, you know, yeah. oh, you should check this album out when they do interviews or, you know, what are you listening to right now or mm-hmm. what influenced you? And I, even that I haven't heard. So I don't know whether it's, they don't talk about it or it's like an influence of an influence of an influence and it goes back four levels. <laughs> yeah. So they don't even realize that they're mm. being influenced by her. So. Yeah. So um, she was raised as a strict Baptist. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. <laughs> um, and uh, by going into a musical career um, and getting into smoking and drinking, um, her family turned their back on her. Like her father turned her back. Her father actually never heard her sing what? in her entire career. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, whereas she became um, uh, very depressed and so her friends um, pulled together some money to send her to England to see if she could, um, that would cheer her up, but she didn't go. Mm. She instead, her mother took her to Alaska on oh, a no. holiday, um, but that actually worsened her mood. Mm. Mm. She was then told that she needed a hysterectomy um. and she was devastated by that, uh, which is when she wrote letters to family and friends with um, the intention of starting a new life somewhere. But mm. her brother, Philip, has assumed that she's taken her own life because that other people said that they'd found her in phone books mm. Um, mm. under her original name. Um, uh, but, yeah, but there was no sightings of her. Was it the case that it was sort of like her car was sort of found abandoned or something like that? I can't quite recall, but it was like, oh, maybe she just still went off and had this new life. And it's like, from what I've read, it's like, oh, I'm pretty sure like this person, like she probably died by suicide, which Mm. is unfortunate, of course, Mm. and devastating. Mm -hmm. Um, But especially I had no idea about the whole hysterectomy thing. And, you know, that's, uh, yeah. But um, there were questions about the fact that she was probably a lesbian um, because she never had any romantic relationships in her um, time. Like Mm -hmm. all the reference said that she never had. So all of her songs where she writes about relationships and um, men and women together and having a partner and everything is all completely fabricated (laughs) Yeah, because she'd never actually had a partner of her own. And she was um, like in her 50s when she disappeared yeah right okay and there was no no records of her living with a, a particular lovely woman friend or anything <laughs> yeah, no like gal, gal pals running <laughs> yeah, a gal shop pals. together or something exactly yeah no she even Wasn't it? yeah nothing that no, i found not wow. no well, she even has a song about living alone oh mm. there's a whole song which is yeah, all about we'll get to it in a minute but it's like yeah a, yeah the solo mm. um yeah so um it was um uh, a tribute came out um, to her in the 2000s um, and it featured Karen O. Oh, wow. And Mike Patton from Faith No More mm-hmm. and mm. also Petra Hayden from, from the Decemberists. And then in 2021, there was a documentary about her called Talking Like Her. Mm-hmm. So have oh. you seen that? No, I, I did not know about this, nor that it was released. That's exciting. Yeah, so now we're all going to have to watch it. Mm. Yeah, and there's also, um, I'll li- put a link in the show notes, there's a really good piece in The New Yorker by Howard Fishman, who also wrote a play based on her life. What? 
and the article that's where i got it's not wikipedia page that's where i got some of this other right. information okay. from today so i'll put the link in the show notes because yeah so yeah so in the 50s she lives she was living in new york she starts calling herself connie um she's beginning writing songs and performing just for friends she doesn't even go and play live anyway yeah. she's just playing them for friends <sighs> Um, and like that's where I think you can, you can tell some of these recordings are like this her sitting in her living room with like someone I think mm. that you hear a man's voice a couple of times just like talking like yeah. he's going to hit record or something but yeah. she's just playing into a you know two track or whatever her only known public performance was a television appearance in 1954 yeah. on the morning show um, and then yeah that was it she, Do we know if there are any like has that footage been saved do we know or? i don't know i didn't i didn't, I didn't see didn't that to see what, where it was Ooh, but yeah so media um by 61 so the year that bob dylan moved to greenwich village and became famous she was already sick and tired of selling trying to sell her music and oh, not getting anywhere done. so 61 she moved to michigan uh, became a secretary and a writer for the journal of conflict resolution mm. oh, yeah. um, and then by that Famous. point she'd stopped writing new songs yeah. so she mm-hmm. just was like Selling the music isn't working for me. And obviously, like, the, wall, the walls that must have been put up against her as, like, a woman trying to get ahead in that game that barely existed mm-hmm. at all, but was yeah. definitely a men's game, if nothing else. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, and then in 1974, just after her 50th birthday, she disappeared. Yeah. Goodness. So just an amazing life and just listening to the recordings, you can feel it, that coming through. Mm-hmm. And there is that bit of sadness of knowing where she ended up and hopefully she was a bit happier when she was putting them to music like yeah. Yeah. and recording like this was her only set of recordings yeah and then you know i didn't I don't recall but it wasn't in one go these are separate independence yes yeah, yeah. yeah. Like from mm-hmm. separate sessions yes yeah, yeah. 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 so, so they were collected from a friend in prague okay. yeah what? um yeah a friend in prague um um ditch i think his name was i didn't yeah i don't um, know that one. and um uh, so he had some of the recordings and he was a, like a designer friend. And then um, her brother, um, Philip, had um, the other tapes. So they were collated from different mm. places and mm. put together into this album. Yes. It's like a beautiful collage. And I guess I can kind of see that on the album art uh, for this. Yeah, the album, it's like there are, it's got a portrait of her and some like paint and obviously cut and pasted flowers and stuff so Mm -hmm. i guess that kind of reflects how it was put together as well Mm. yeah so yeah squirrel thing recordings in 2015 put an album out 18 track vinyl um in partnership with captured tracks got really lots of really good reviews lots of people Mm -hmm. very excited about it robert forster from the go between said he described the album making a deep and marvelous connection between lyric and song that allows us to enter the world of an extraordinary woman living in mid-20th century new york yeah so yeah really cool to see him get on board. So you spoke about um, the song that she's all alone, and I think that's the first song on the album. Yeah, so that would have been is... the one I heard first. Uh, right. To, that kind of sparked my interest. Yeah, yeah. so Talking Like You, mm. Two Tall Mountains. So it's just the, like, you, you've got that sound on the front of, like, someone hitting record and saying, you know, I think she's even talking like, I'm just going to go, and he's like, yes. yeah, you just go, and then <laughs> and off she goes, which is really cool. Like, just that... Yeah. feeling of what what it was like the recording is like i think like you can instantly picture her just sitting in the in the room with a guitar yeah just singing it straight into a microphone and playing it into a microphone which would be really cool it's got um quite she sings quite quickly the lyrics up that tree that's sort of a squirrel thing sounds just like we did when we were quarreling you may think you left me all alone but I can hear you talk without a telephone. Mm. And I like that 
imagery of I can just hear that a telephone just mm-hmm. like it was really nice it's really sweet yeah but it's also interesting I can't now I'm kind of thinking about the fact that she wasn't known to have any love interests so yeah it's, yeah I wonder where she was pulling this from yeah I think I guess it, like listening to uh, some songs in there about romance and stuff it's I guess very traditional concept yeah. of romance so I guess that she just he picked it up from the music that was probably around at the time and Johnny and, you know, boys and girls and that sort of stuff. So Johnny's oh. brother, man. Johnny's brother. What was Johnny's brother doing? He was being a bad boy. Did you not instantly get a picture the moment she said Johnny's... I, got, I was like, yeah, like, like leather, like John Travolta in Greece, but like not the hokey kind of version, yeah. like the actual bad boy the kind of version. The actual bad boy. Yeah. Was it Johnny Bravo? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she tricks you into making it seem like... Um, She's talking to the two brothers and she's with Johnny um, and his brother and you think that his brother's going to come and whisk her away. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, but she, does, she doesn't end up with the bad boy. And yet she, no. yes, she doesn't happen. Mm. No. He ends up with the baby on his knee. Mm. Um, yeah. Like when they're merrily living their happy married life. Sorry, Johnny. So, um, <laughs> so yeah. So it's just, you, you, you get the impression that it's going to be gonna um, happen. the brother... He's getting close, like he's in different cities and he's getting closer and closer. Mm. He runs into town and then you're like, uh oh, mm-hmm. what's going to happen now? And it's like, nothing. We just merrily happily for years. Yeah. Um, when they, because when they, she says Johnny's brother holds the baby on his knee, do you think that's the brother's baby or Johnny's or Johnny and her's baby? Oh no, this adds a twist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's so many I, I layers. Thought, I thought it was Johnny and her's baby and he's gone, hey, give me my niece or nephew and I'll bounce him on my knee. And she's like, oh, he's a bad boy. But he's also a good dad. This could work. But you were saying you said that you think it's no, Johnny's brother's it, baby. I, I just think it's. I just think it's sweet. I just <laughs> think it's like. I think she's tricking you into thinking that um, he, she, he's she's going to have an affair with the brother. Mm. Um, but then I thought so. But then it doesn't, and um, it's actually just quite sweet in the end. Yes, because yeah, she says I love Johnny, and he I love Johnny well, and he loves me. Mm. So it's never Aww. like. Yeah. That thing of like he's the bad boy and I'm stuck in a loveless relationship with a nice guy and I really wish I could be over there. It's like no, no, we're happy together, but there's also this guy over there as well. Yeah, yeah. it's really cool. It's really lovely. Um, and then that goes into so that we're just going through at the start of everyone's listening. Mm. Roving woman, so, so <laughs> yeah. cool. Just like yeah. going out doing an unladylike thing. It's like this is the that push away from the. More. I'm in a happy relationship with my with Johnny. Mm-hmm. This is just like, no, nah, I go out, I do whatever I want to do. Yeah, but she's always brought home before she does anything bad. Yes. Men come and swoop in and save her. Yeah. Swoop in and mm-hmm. save her. Well, do they go home with her? But well, then... Yeah, yeah. Because like, she says... She, are they just taking her home? Or are they staying at home with her? No, no, they're, they're taking her home to... She's like, yes, no, I'm, I'm okay with skipping the other stuff I was about to do if I go home with you and we... <laughs> We get down. Um, so she says, <laughs> don't know why they always do it. Can't be vanity, must be sheer humanity. When some kind soul remarks with great urbanity, lady, let me take you home. So it's so it's like he's he's offering it in the moment of like, I'm going to protect you. I'm going to save you from this bad thing you're about to do. But she knows also other bad things are going to happen when they go yeah. home. And she's but, okay with that. Like, it's just, yeah. And at the end, she says that when she goes out to do these things, she hopes there's a guy out there yeah. to, to take her. Yeah. Mm. She knows what she wants. Which, again, so wild, thinking that, yeah, maybe she was a queer woman. But Mm. also, like, I don't know, I I also think about her Baptist upbringing and it's like, Mm -hmm. I'm sure she very much felt put into a box. Conflicted, Um, I would think. Mm. Like, 
how challenging with mm. that sort of right upbringing mm-hmm. and then you might have different feelings right? yeah mm. Josie what were your some of favorite some of your favorite songs on the album it's a long it's got lots of tracks yeah, I yeah. Album. Yeah. it's only about 45 so, minutes or so yeah. because 40 40 minutes yeah talk. because she just gets in does the idea and gets out and she's yeah. just playing a guitar on her own she doesn't have a lot of places to go each no. song exactly I'm just gonna play my no. play my idea cool rhythm cool melody heartbreaking lyrics and I'm out so the, there are two songs that like I listen to. They they enter my rotation quite heavily. Often the first one is Father Neptune, uh, which mm-hmm. again feels Wonderful. like a very fabricated idea of love. It's this guy on the sea that she yeah. he only mm-hmm. needs a wife on shore, which is her, and she says to Father Neptune that. Um, She'll sing to him as long as he keeps this man safe, but also she knows deep down that he doesn't need her, um, but she needs to pretend, which I thought was sweet. But that one definitely felt like she. this is not pulling on anything from her lived experience, I don't mm. think. No, because her lyrics in that one are, um, so she's not singing to God, she's singing to Father Neptune, also yeah. the God yes. of the Sea. Yeah. Um, yeah. And she said, I sing to the God with a three-pronged broad and the whisker is wild and free. But I've got a man with a beard and a tan and a passion for the sea. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really, really good. It's really good imagery. Yeah. yeah, I really love it. It's a lot of fun, I think. Yeah. yeah. Like, I really enjoyed singing along to that one. And I like, I don't know, I'm not very good with, like, music terminology, but I like the sort of, there's, like, a climb um, in... Like it sounds sea shanty-ish in that mm-hmm. little bit mm-hmm. yep. uh, where she sings to Father Neptune and I really yeah. like that. And that's this is one, so a lot of the tracks stop the hiss of a tape mm. or them mm. talking um, about her recording or something like that. But Father Neptune actually sounds like a deliberate recording. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's interesting. Just, it actually starts at the beginning. Right. Um, it doesn't have like three seconds of hiss. Mm-hmm. Um, it starts at the beginning and it sounds like she actually sat down and recorded that particular song. And it's only two minutes long, mm. but um, it it was one that it was noticeable that it was an actual deliberate recording. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my second one was Empty Pocket Waltz. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm partial to songs that talk of like carving out joy, despite obviously like there being poor material conditions. Otherwise, mm-hmm. like I'm very much into Yiddish union songs in particular, like in particular. And I like, I don't think I've ever heard of any of those. Oh my goodness. I'll come back on <laughs> anytime and talk about them. A different album. Yeah. <laughs> come on. Gladly. Um, but this, there are some lyrics in this song um, that sort of uh, speak to that a little bit. So when she says, We pay the doctor his fee and we're free to be free. Come now and waltz the empty pocket waltz with me. I, I don't know. It, there's something about uh the joyfulness and the jauntiness in that song um that kind of reminds me of james oppenheim's bread and roses poem where which says yes it is bread we fight for but we fight for roses too so the thing that she sort of i gathered from the lyrics in this song was like they're very poor but they've just made rent but they still want to go out and dance and have dinner and be free because 
You may as well. I don't know. I just really like it. Mm. It's lovely. And it's got really beautiful guitar riffs yes. in that one too. Yeah. Like, um, like she, uh, she plays lovely guitar. Um, but um, in some of them, she like really like plays around with um, the instrument a lot more. Yeah. And in Empty Pocket Walls, there is really good guitar riffs. Just that working class song. Just yeah, go straight. I just go straight to Springsteen when I hear like working class. Songs. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like you know, yeah. And his are always about the the fatality of it. Like it's just we're stuck in it. We'll never mm-hmm. get out of it. Doesn't matter what you do. You can never escape it yes but this was more like you know we we did it we achieved it it, it could be worse no he doesn't there's not always like that he's always like no, that That's atlantic city is not it. like that he is atlantic city is not about that atlantic city is the worst of those ones so he may have other ones where he's not like that but atlantic city is the worst of them. okay we can agree to disagree yeah. <laughs> why be the first time no bless you little cotton socks yeah uh, Grant, anything? Hey, Grant, Grant has too. a system with ticks and double ticks. So Clover Saloon, come on! Clover Saloon, so good. Hey, was on, really the, on good. the front there, kind of. She's just like she just wants to have a beer, man. Yeah, <laughs> just wants to have a beer. Just come on, please yeah, just have just, a beer. You know, real, um, real country sounding. Yeah, that's what I was like. She's just a, not just. She's just got one guitar. That's mm-hmm. all she like. It could probably be the same guitar she's playing every single time. She doesn't have mm-hmm. a variety of sounds. She's not using pedals. It's just one guitar she's plugged into something. If we're lucky, she might just be playing into an open <laughs> mic. But she's always got just like the little, so there's folk and there's country and there's a little bit of Americana in there yeah. and like the yep. haunting stuff and the upbeat stuff. But yeah, this is the country song. And yes, yeah, a first-hand account of that cow hand. And uh, yeah, all, all he wants is that beer and he ends up getting hanged for it. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Just among us would not do that to get a, get a brew. So. Yeah. <laughs> but there's bassy notes as well. So um, the way she plays is um, she's like hitting the bass note and strumming the mm. rest um, and making that real like difference, like that really nice sound. Yeah. But that, one, that one's got a little bit twi- a bit of a trick in there as well because she's like, oh, I've been kicked out of the bar. It's so unfair. And you, you're almost on her side, like, oh, yeah, I bet she was kicked out for yeah. no reason. I was called something I hate and I reacted. Oh, yeah, no, that's really terrible. I threw something at him and I missed. Oh, that doesn't sound so bad. Uh, and then I shot him instead. Okay. No, now I know why you were thrown out. That's, like, that's giving me, like, um, I don't know, mercy seat vibes where it's like, oh, yeah, maybe maybe this guy, maybe he's fine. And he's, he's a bad dude. Bad, bad person. Yourself, Liam? Um. I really love, um, I'm going to have to bring it up, um, Man in the Sky. Oh. So it's a bit long, bit of a longer one. Mm-hmm. Um, four minutes. Four minutes. <laughs> it's, it's the long one. Yeah. The thing is like two that go over four minutes. And that's about it. So it's about this girl who falls, like she's just sick of men around her. So she looks up into the sky and she falls, she can see a man up there and she falls in love. Um, but she goes, she travels through the stars in heavens for him. But then even then he's still just a man. So he just doesn't appreciate the stuff that she, like the stuff that she's given up. So oh, she was a lesbian guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's becoming clearer. Um, As we unpick it. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So it's got the lyrics. She found Orion at last. And then she found he was just like other men. When on his shoulder her head she'd lay his eye was a million miles away. Huh. So even just that one, yeah. like she was sick of men on earth because mm. they had wandering eyes and she found a man in the stars and lifted her life up to him and then found that he, even he wouldn't 
actually pay attention to her. I to got, be fair, he's looking over literally every woman yeah. on earth. <laughs> <laughs> like, I got real Laura Marling vibes on that one. Yeah. Cool. That was just like the the storytelling and the um, the way the instruments were like it just yeah, the way she was singing. I got some because she had range. So um she go she likes to go down low sometimes and then she has these really high pitched moments. <laughs> um and yeah, and so she and she mixes it up within one song, which is like sounds lovely. Um but um uh, I really love Playboy of yeah. the Western oh, so, World. Yeah, that's so, cool. yeah. so that riffing guitar intro, um and then she sings Spring seemed to linger like the little bunch of flowers he pressed into my hand, which is like yeah. nice imagery. Mm, nice. But that's, I think there's a twist on that one too, because normally when you yes. call someone a playboy, you think, oh, yeah, he's a bit of a bad boy, he's you know, doing whatever. But her thing is that he ran around making other people's dreams come true and died, oh, yeah. and died yeah. young. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, yeah, maybe it's so. Maybe the playboy is about you know getting around with lots of different people, but she doesn't think he's a bad person. No, just, yeah, she's really into this one. Yeah, hmm. like it's like nice, and yeah, and he does a nice thing for her. Mm. So it's it's a good one. Um, but John Brady. Yeah. So that sad one. Sweet mm. melody, twiddles and strums on the guitar. Um, and uh, it's got some lyrics of Somebody else said a lady be mine I've got a house with a flowery vine I'll take you out to faraway shores And everything I have Yeah. Which is love. Yeah. But then he's talking, it's all about, I lo- I'll love a lady till I die. Mm-hmm. But then now he's six feet under. So it's like uh, mission, mission accomplished. Yeah. I, I loved her I till I die. Uh, yeah. Like, ah, oh, that's John. A, that's a bit oh, disappointing. Well. Yeah. And she, oh, well. but she Morose. managed to, she told, tell us that entire story in yeah. a minute 47. Yeah. She's so good at just creating. Yeah. I don't know whether, like, it's because she's using it on characters now that we recognized really well and yeah. she probably did from the storytelling of her time as well and then just giving them that little twist and setting yeah. up really easily yeah. yeah that's true um but i think we lived alone was the one that i was talking about earlier yeah. mm-hmm. that's the one which is like solo living um the dream and mm. like just her in the house yes and, and it's just her in the house and she's just very happy yeah. just her in the house yeah. and she also high pitch vocals but she sings in the major and then she ends her final note on the minor. And it's like, why have you done that? <laughs> like, why have you done your final one just like on the minor um, when the rest of the song has been quite chipper? Yeah. So um, maybe, maybe she is solemn after yeah. all. Maybe she's like, yeah, I just sang this real happy song, but yeah. guys, it sucks. <laughs> like, I don't but know. Uh, that yeah. one's got the twist at the end as well. So the very end of the song is, my wants were few, they were until I wanted you, and when I set my eyes on you, nothing else would do, nothing else would do. Mm. So it's kind of like, mm-hmm. I was happy alone until mm-hmm. I met you, and now yeah. I'm not no, now I'm I'm happy, happy alone no, anymore. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's why she ends on the minor. Yeah, that's it, because like, damn yeah. it, your presence has made me annoyed. You've yeah. taken away my happiness yeah. and solitude. <laughs> by damn you. Yeah. yeah, by existing. So Josie, in terms of the album itself, so you... 
you heard it on Spotify. You take mm. you, you take a chance, right? Spotify radio, let's go. Yeah. The song comes up. You like yes. You then go to Spotify and listen to the whole album. And just go. It's flawless. Yeah, I, I, I Pretty do. Much. Yeah, I, I think. Although I, I will say I, I don't think you can once you find out her story. Yes, and that's I don't where I wanted think to you go. Can separate it. Yeah. So, mm. so, so, did you find the story story after you listened to the album? Uh, no, I so I only had heard one song before I googled her, and then I was ah, like, okay. oh shit. And yeah. that's when I listen to it. And so I think with the context of it, I think it's a flawless album, but I can't say how I would feel about it if I didn't know her story. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And do you think because of your the industry you work in, it's added more relevance to the story and the album? Oh, that's... Oh, I haven't even thought about that. I guess... I'd say probably... I think... Yeah, yeah, that's actually, that's interesting. I think that I can't help but think of how alone she was feeling and like all the rejection she had from her father and then like not making it in New York and also as a queer woman, like, you know, if she was queer, then all those feelings of isolation and even in New York, being queer wasn't a particularly friendly place. Um like, no, not in the 50s. No, not at all. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think that I think that all of these things has influenced how I feel about the album. Um, and I, but I do, I could definitely see an argument to be made that like if you listen to it just by itself, mm. it would be like I've listened to this before. Mm. So sure. yeah, I de- yeah, yeah. It needs a story because mm. without that, it's yeah. I've heard you know my, the musicians that I do love and listen to. I can see what they've drawn from this and, you know, that's where I am. But knowing yeah. that it's like the first one, yes. it makes a huge difference. Yes. There is a song which is 39 seconds long. A little out of love. A little out of love. Yeah. yeah. I know. Oh, it's so awesome. I might just drop the whole thing in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, This is the beauty of an album like this where if it was an album that was being constructed and crafted, you wouldn't put this in. But this isn't an album like that. This is an album where people are just like, whoever is behind it has just gone, everyone needs to hear everything she ever did. Yeah. So if I can make it the quality, you know, I'm sure they've done some post-production and mixing and stuff. You must have, sure. But if I can get it clean enough to put on the album, I'll put on the album. doesn't matter what it is. Mm-hmm. And that's what they've done with this song. Yeah, because it's got them talking at the beginning and so you know there's an audience. Mm-hmm. And at the end, there's four seconds of just silence. So the actual song must only be like 27 seconds long. Yeah. Um, but it really mo- reminded me of Kim Yard Dawson of the Moldy Peaches. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it had that kind of vibe. Um, and I, it's when she starts singing, that's the only words I can think of. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. So she, so she literally performs she, the whole, like she's talking to someone and he's like, yeah, go. So she performs it. She performs and then it stops and then, and then goes, well, that's all, I, that's all I've got. Yeah. <laughs> she, she starts by saying, mm. like, it's first the chorus, that's it. Yeah. And then ends it with, that's the only words I can think of. Yeah. I can't help but think of, um, if any of you folks have watched Parks and Recreation, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. the dude built, like, old mate builds his, like, claymation thing. And yeah. it's just like, he's like, I've worked on this for days or weeks. And it's yeah. like eight seconds. If that. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, that's all I got. Yeah. Fair. Yeah, there's a. It reminded me. There's a song on, um, like uh, I don't know if you've Brand Brand Band Three Thousand, and they've got a song on one of their albums where it's like you can hear them talking about it beforehand, and they've obviously just recorded a thing where they were mucking around, and mm-hmm. she's like, 
they're like trying to figure out how they're going to start. And then what makes just like, look, I'm just going to start. You guys come in when you're ready. <laughs> and you can hear that as the opening line yeah. to the song. And then they start playing guitar and then the rest of them, the guitars come in over the top. Like, <laughs> they're obviously so cool. trying to discuss how to get on the mel- on the rhythm together. She's mm-hmm. like, I'll just start and you guys can join in. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't, cool. wouldn't work for a normal song, but she's, they yeah. just like thrown in there because it's fun. How about cool. Trouble, guys? Yeah. How about Trouble? Trouble. So he's into her... And she's troubled mm. but wants him to talk to about her troubles. So um, she sings. But if you go away, as trouble ought to do, where will I find another soul to tell my trouble to? Lyric Buddies. Yeah. So Lyric Buddies, Lyric Buddies when we write down exactly the same ah, lyric from a song. So yeah, cute. Lyric Buddies on that one. That one's cool. And again, that's, saying, that's under a minute and a half. That It's just like a really nice song, really nice story. Like, she could tell a story in two minutes. <laughs> it's really lovely. And then she it finishes on I Have Considered the Lilies, mm-hmm. which is that really loving kind of like admiring the flowers and mm. how they live their lives by sun and by moon mm. and, and they don't take up too much space oh and, i've got goosebumps yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Beautiful. they're just and they bloom and that's their lives and she's contemplating the simple life of being a lily <laughs> and she actually names like five different types of yeah lily. Mm-hmm. and she says and um, like and um, and not to forget Lily of the Valley. <laughs> and so she uh, like names the colour and everything and it's just really sweet. Like, and um, yeah, she has like a whole concept or you could think about any flower or any object or thing that just exists um, that you want to be like. Mm. But she has painted this beautiful mm. picture and you can just listen to it. And you can see lilies in front of you yeah. when you're listening to it because she's painting that picture so beautifully. Yeah, that's a talent. Because that one, she says, I'm handing over my pencil and pen. I won't be needing my broom again. I'll bloom by day, I'll bloom by night, and blooming will be my delight. <laughs> so yeah. just, yeah, just that's all I'm going to do. And I hand, hand over, you know, earthly, humanly things and get rid of them and just, yeah. be, a, just be a flower. Oh, Which is just that bad. idea of like, human beings are one of the only creatures on the planet they've got like that self-awareness of like knowing we exist mm-hmm. in a space and mm-hmm. for her it's sort of like there's no value in that for her at all she's yeah. like no i just rather not have that awareness it would be so much easier and yeah. it sounds like it would have been easier for her if she just didn't have for that. sure absolutely so yeah yeah against the context of what we know mm. yeah mm. it would have been i mean it's, you know, adds a lot more relevance to it huh? mm. yeah. um, wouldn't have had it easy no uh, any other thoughts before we might throw Josie for a final pitch? Josie, you got anything else you want to throw in there? No, that's it for me. Cool. But cool. there's just how sad, how lovely. Oh, uh, yeah, the, the title track. Yeah. The title track. Um, uh, so, t- talking of lovers, but it's just lots of observations um, of things, and it's just a really nice um, uh, tune. And I think the actual title of How Sad, How Lovely is just a really good title. Mm. It is a nice title. It's a great encapsulation of her. Wow. Yeah, so like, no wonder they named the album that yeah. after that song. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was just like um, when, when you first nominated it in the group chat, I was like, that's a really lovely name yeah. <laughs> of an album. Like, How Sad, How Lovely. So I'm going to... I'm going to start saying that quite often, I think. <laughs> I'd like, I'll just be with my partner and he'll do something else saying, how sad, how lovely. 
and he'll well, have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> There's no context we'll to, to him He might like this album. Yeah, he might like it. It's quite maybe. It's in his wheelhouse. Yeah, he's not really. I mean, but his wheelhouse is not really a big house. Pretty small. Yeah, wheel. Like, not um, really a wheel, wheel box, maybe. It's yeah. a spoke. Wheel. Yeah, <laughs> like maybe a spoke. Like yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. It's not dire straits though. No, it's not dire straits. <laughs> Alrighty, um, Josie, did you want to give us your final pitch for How mm. Sad, How Lovely being a flawless album? Yeah, so How Sad, How Lovely by Connie Converse. Um, I argue that this is a flawless album uh, as long as you know her story beforehand um, and I guess think of her as you're listening to it and I think it becomes a flawless album. Um, I think she, for what she has and just her voice and her guitar, I think she's very talented. The lyrics are very simple and sweet and paint, uh, they're very evocative without being too wordy. Um, if it can get someone who refuses to listen to new music to sit down and listen (laughs) to a whole album start to finish, uh, I argue that maybe you should give it a go to. Um, cool. Yeah. That's why it's flawless. Yeah. Mm. Okay, awesome. Grant, we'll throw over to you. Uh, final thoughts mm. on Connie Converse and a thumbs up or a thumbs well, down. Well, we, are we not going to talk that we've sort of bent the rules I was, the I, original? I, I, do you want me to talk? Well, do you want what? me to go first? Because I've, got a, pit, I've yeah. got a thing that's based around I'll, the breaking of the rules. I, I hope you all know that you, whether or not you think this album is flawless is a direct opinion. Like, it reflects your opinion yeah. of me as a person. <laughs> Directly correlated. Yeah, that's yeah. Like, so I will be shattered. See, what, what happens <laughs> normally is people don't tell us that. They just get very cranky with us after we change it. Oh, no, I'll be yeah. putting it on the table. Okay. <laughs> we all, you heard it all here first. All right, I'll Please. go first. Well, I'd love you to because, because you've, you've broken your own Josie, Carnal. we do have some rules around what can and can't be nominated. Oh. And this album slits, sits slightly outside it in that it wasn't a group of songs that an artist or a group sat down together mm-hmm. and were like, this is an album of things we want to do and put it out there as this is the album we are creating. Obviously, it was put together after she probably passed mm-hmm. and it was put out not by her. So it was by somebody else, which I also normally have a problem with okay. because I don't like posthumously release stuff because I'm always like, if the person wanted it out there, they put it out there. They thought it wasn't finished. Don't put it out there. Yeah. That doesn't matter. None of that matters <laughs> with this album at all. And the, the scale that we usually use to judge on albums doesn't apply to this <laughs> album at all. Mm-hmm. So um, it's at, like you said, it's beautiful guitar work, beautiful songs. Mm-hmm. If it was just an album that someone had put out like this, I probably would say, no, it's not flawless. It yeah. feels rough and not quite finished. And there's like a half song on there that's like, what? That, no. that's really weird. Yeah. Yes. Like there'd, there'd be questions about all that. But for this album in this story, all that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's why we thought, yes, we'll just accept, you know, that you can nominate it and we'll read <laughs> but up. But you didn't know they're going in. You just... No, no. So okay. Josie posted in the chat and yeah, then I was like, looked. oh, and I looked on the Wikipedia page and I saw that it was a compilation. Sorry. I was like, oh, that's a little... And then I read the first two paragraphs of the Wikipedia entry. I was like, no, nah, I'm done. This <laughs> yeah. is like, I don't know who this is. People like me with my level of musical knowledge should know who this is. Sure. And if us talking about it helps more people find it, then yeah. 100% I wanted to talk about it. Yeah. And now having listened to it, same again. If my calling it flawless means that someone might check it out who wouldn't otherwise, then I got to do it. Yeah. So it's flawless for me. Flawless. Yeah, I'm giving it a thumbs up. There we go. Wow. Okay. Grant. Final thoughts and a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Final thoughts. I probably the first time um, 
So it's very familiar. It's, I mean, mm-hmm. you listen, put it in, yeah. listen, um, then you look up, what's the Scotty Converse all about, right? And we, we've gone over that. Um, and standing here listening to uh, having that appreciation for the context of the compilation and what it entails and that there's nothing offensive for me like standing up like no i could say half a song and you know there's some background <laughs> introductions etc and the noise of another guy um i'm actually i could listen to this again quite easily mm. and be very happy yeah. and um you've i've i've learned about this lady who's an incredible person who unfortunately mm-hmm. no one's heard of so i've changed my mind i, I wasn't like this at the beginning of this <laughs> mm-hmm. flawless nice it's flawless. thumbs up from grant thumbs up Still in my good books. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't that part of it. <laughs> no, but uh, I did have a squiggle handle. Unknown, but uh, yeah, it's yeah. A bit, yeah. But it's, it's contextual. Yeah. George. Final thoughts. Not that there's any pressure. Thumbs up thumbs thumbs down. Oh, I know. So much pressure. Mm. So um, I had a problem with it coming out posthumously mm-hmm. because it didn't feel like it was her album. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like if she wanted to make the album, she would have done. Um, like in her time of writing these songs, she could have put them because she did have other albums. Um, like they obviously didn't sell. Um, and so I actually like was like when I when I heard the album, I was like, it's a really good album. And then then I read up about it. So I actually listened hmm. first. And when oh, this is in my real house. Um, but then I felt um, that it was very intimate, the way it was recorded with friends, that I felt like I was trespassing on her history. Mm, yeah, I can see that. But like, yeah, which was like, so it was like, um, uh, obviously it was like an unproduced um, album and it was almost like, on the one hand, I felt like I was going against her wishes because she left these recordings with people and then she disappeared mm. herself. Um, but then thinking about it further, um, she she gave up on her life and gave up on her career because she wasn't getting recognition. And we are now giving her that recognition yeah. so I don't feel like I'm doing anything wrong by acknowledging her work and listening to this epic album which is 40 minutes long but 18 yeah. tracks <laughs> um, for a given definition of epic yeah so um, uh, so I no longer especially talking to us between us all now I don't actually feel like I'm doing anything wrong Mm-hmm. by listening to it yeah. i'm actually recognizing her for who she was and for what she produced and the music that she's created and so um even without the context of who she was it's a flawless album um from start to finish and it's something that i've been playing quite a lot Aww. and i've had little sing-alongs too so um i came in here thinking that i couldn't give it a flawless because it was um going against her wishes mm-hmm. yeah. but actually interesting yeah but now i'm thinking 
like if if she were out there she'd go gosh people are finally recognizing me and um how times have changed yeah mm. and so, <laughs> yeah sorry that was the sound of me getting goosebumps <laughs> no yeah so, yeah so i feel like if if you plonk this album as a release now and and she was still around to celebrate it then i'd be a lot happier mm-hmm. but yeah. the album itself is 18 tracks and it i love the 36 second one <laughs> um, so yeah so anyway that was a long-winded way of saying i think it's a flawless album oh, nice so glad you all like so there we go three well thumbs done. up so yeah thank you very much for bringing the album that was really thank great you. and it was yeah, yeah. Like I said, if anyone out there is thinking about it, please have check it out. Have a listen. Help share it to other people. I know we say that all the time, but I think, yeah, she's definitely unrecognized and she should not be. So That's probably the reason why we all feel this way. I suppose mm-hmm. you change your mind in this here and you, I change my mind in this episode. So mm. Yeah. Um, cool. And we want to thank everybody for listening. We have Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and we are Flawless A&P on all of those. So you can join the conversation. Share or like our posts and give us a rating. Every little bit helps us find more music lovers like you. As mentioned, we also have a Patreon at patreon.com slash flawlessamp. If you'd like to back us, please check that out. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.